Thanks for stopping by. It's extra Angie for breakfast and you always get a little bit of extra in the old podcast. You get to say stuff that you're not allowed to say on the radio. It's very liberating. It's a little bit fun and um, thank you for coming back every week. And if you've missed a couple, well, the last podcast I did was actually with legendary skipper of Australia 2 from the 1983 America's Cup, John Bertrand. He is elevating a couple of legends in the Australia Sport Hall of Fame. So we talk about Thorpey, we talk about Lily, all the good stuff there. And it was a really, it was a really fun chat and I really enjoyed it. So that was the last one. But today's one is a bit of a mashup of some of the good stuff from the show this week and an extended interview with up-and-coming WA band. They're called Dear Sunday. They were gigging in the Southwest and any opportunity I get to sort of, sort of support local in terms of music, I always do it. So I'd love to hear what you think about Dear Sunday, but here it is. Extra Angie for Brekkie. Angie for Breakfast. You know, I feel like it's important for, you know, us people that love our oldies to keep you know, keep a track of what's happening in the music scene, especially when someone comes to visit us in the Southwest. So I'd love to introduce you to Mason. He's from a band called Dear Sunday. Mason, g'day, mate. Hey, everyone. How are we going? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, bloody good. Now, look, I don't know anything about Dear Sunday, so can we start from the start? What do you play? Yep, so I play guitar for Dear Sunday. I play lead guitar. Um, we're a four-piece oh. out of Perth. See, that's, that would have been good information for me to know beforehand. You're always going to be a bit careful when you're talking to the lead guitarist. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're weird sorts of people I've heard. So, um, yeah. So Who you're on lead. Who else have we got yeah. in the band? So we've got Ben, who does the lead vocals and rhythm guitar. And we've got Calvin on bass and Eli on drums. Awesome. And where did you guys come together? So um, we're all sort of friends in Perth just for a long time. And then one day we sort of just were hanging around like, wait, like, you play music, you play music, we probably make a band from it. This was about in 2019 that we started um, everything. And then, yeah, we sort of just came together, started writing some stuff. and like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, decided to record some stuff, and there's been some really good response ever since that. We've been trying to do more and more shows and just sort of pump this out. We enjoy doing it, so it's sort of been really natural and just been taking it step by step at a time. I love yeah. it. Well, you haven't done too shabby. I'm looking at your streams on old Spotify here, and we've got 170,000 streams for uh, Want to Stay, which features you. Yeah, yeah, so that, that cool. one gave us a bit of um, exposure, which is really cool from our friend Lude. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Lude, not Nude, but, you know, either yeah, way. Lude, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got Never Again, which is your own track, 159,000 streams. I mean, you guys are going off. Yeah, yeah. No, we're pretty um, stoked about that. That was our second track to come out. And then just the response to it was really good, which, I mean, it's always sort of you know, hot. You know, it, it makes you feel good that people actually enjoy what you're putting out there. We put our time and effort into it and people actually respond to it. Um, that's really nice. It makes you sort of want to keep going, gives you a bit of motivation. Now, we don't know any of the lads. We don't really know you. We've got to get a feel of the dynamic of the band. Yeah. You know, what sort of characters are you? Crazy cats, you know, cool, laid back. Where, you know, what are we What are we looking at here? Oh, I'd say um, if you come to one of our shows, we'd like to get pretty wild. We like to you know, get loose. We're all there for a good time. That's sort of why we do the band. I feel like half the time it's just a bit of a reason to party as well. Um, to Yeah, just to see our friends and sort of have a good time. Um, 
yeah, that, that's the whole reason why we do the band. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't really be doing it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, that's pretty lucky because you can catch them tonight at Settlers Tav. It's a free gig and you can go and get a good feel of what uh, this band is putting out. And um, I need to know, as with the new band, you know, there's always a lot of uh, discussion about where their band name comes from. So let's get this done and dusted early. Yeah, so Dear Sunday, I guess coming off what I just said, we sort of like to you know, the band's almost a reason to go out and sort of have have a party with your friends. And Dear Sunday is sort of about that next morning where you're sort of a bit um, rusty waking up in bed and just, you know, I think someone explained it as you're sort of laying in bed and you, you maybe regretting your last night's decisions, but it's sort of um, an ode to that and the decisions and everything you've done that got you to that point in the morning where you're just re-looking at your life and re-evaluating <laughs> your decisions. <laughs> Dear Sunday, please tell Saturday night me to behave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Like, yeah, it's like a sort of love letter to your future self that, you know, you'll be re- regretting it, but well, my, you should do it anyways, yeah. My letter would be, Dear Sunday, please be longer. Love, Angie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you've got a... EP out. You guys are very proud of it. There's a couple of really great tracks on there. I was having a little listen before um, I, when I knew I was going to be chatting to you. I really like Love Eyes. Very, oh, It's right. really different Like, because you guys kind of have a kooks vibe. It's kind of like layback, surfy vibes, but it is still unique. Like a, it, It's different than what I've been hearing around the new stuff recently. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we sort of try to do things like differently, I guess, but all of our music influences are sort of here and there and everywhere, but um, we sort of just got into the mindset where we just like to write music that we think sounds good, and that's not always sort of one genre, so we would don't, would never want to limit, limit ourselves to one genre. So, yeah. yeah, it's been good. Everything's kind of diverse. I feel like Love Eyes has been kind of the silent killer that everyone's sort of been loving that track um, from the EP, which we didn't really anticipate. We thought, thought, thought because it was a bit mellow that people weren't going to get into it, but seems that people really like that one. So oh, yeah, I, just, I, think, about that. I think we all need some mellow in our lives at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask you about the track She Spoke. Um, it sounds autobiographical. Who's your songwriter? Oh, so Ben writes, ben writes the majority of our songs, the lead singer. We sort of come together and bounce off ideas, but he'll bring forth the, um, the initial idea. Yeah, She Spoke, I guess, to him is sort of, um, I guess lots of these songs are personal to him, but we sort of take our spin on it as well. It, I do feel like She Spoke is the kind of song that when you listen to, you sort of picture like a movie in your head, mm. um, which I get that as well when I sort of listen to She Spoke. Um, sort of about, a, I guess, coming back to someone that you sort of might have had a thing with before, but now it's mature and it's different. But, um, yeah, it's, I guess, a few people have different interpretations of it as well. Like what I think it's about is completely different to what Ben wrote it to be about, so... Um, which is co- the cool thing about music as well. And, so, 100%, 100%. Now, the new single is called Teleport, and we've been talking a lot about music, and we haven't heard a lot of music up to this point. So let's get a little snippet. This is actually the very end of the song, which I don't usually do, but uh, I did it for a reason.
I just love that sound at the end when you're like actually teleporting away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when we were recording that song, we sort of got a bit crazy at the studio and we were just thinking, well, the song's called Teleport, so let's try and chuck in a bunch of sounds. And then um, that was actually done through a guitar pedal, like a really? delay pedal on the guitar. Yeah. Um, and if you dial up one of the, the um, like response time knobs, it just like sends this crazy sound through. Um, and yeah, and, like, we have a video of the moment that that was done and just all of us reacting like, no way. Like, yeah, it was, it was one of those moments in the studio. It was like, oh, this needs to be in there. Just, yeah. Oh, well, that's cool because um, obviously, you know, I just had to listen to it and yeah. it's weird that my brain snapped onto that very like last end yeah. sound of what is a very cool song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we thought that was perfect for it. And it's cool that it was sort of done um, analog-wise, like through a guitar, wasn't sort of digital. We thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, you know, you were talking about um, how, you know, every song, you know, falls differently on different ears and what it could mean to you will be completely different what it means to me. Well, let me just tell you a little story where my brain went uh, when I listened to Teleport, where I was teleported to, shall we say, Mason. Dappled sunlight coming through the trees along Caves Road, heading to Freysenay Bay to go climbing over all the rocks and find a secret beat. I feel like that might be on the cards for this weekend. That sounds... Yeah. <laughs> I would put me there. Now I'm ready for it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. And uh, it'll be fun to make up your own story when you listen to this song. Where does it teleport you to? It's Teleport. They're called Dear Sunday. They're at Settlers Tav tonight. Enjoy exploring the Southwest. Mason, thanks for the lowdown on the band. Thank you so much and thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Angie for breakfast. You're on Triple M Southwest. It's Angie for breakfast. And a big kaya to this lady from Bindi Bindi Dreaming. Her name is Marissa, and she's coming down from Wajuk Country to Pinjarup Country, uh, or Binjarup Country, or Wilman, or Ganyang. We've just uh, had a little look at all the different names for the country um, that is now called Donnybrook. Hello. Kaya, how are you doing today? I'm very excited about the Donnybrook Food and Wine Festival tomorrow. You are going to be there, so I dare say you're looking forward to coming visiting us um, down in the south. I sure am. I can't wait to to come and swoon around and eat other people's food, but also share share my <laughs> love for food as well. I mean, have you seen all the wine tastings that are available tomorrow? I oh, know, but I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about your workshop. So can you tell us a little bit more about Bindi Bindi Dreaming and, uh, and then what you'll be presenting tomorrow? Oh, for sure. So... Uh, Bindi Bindi Dreaming was born around 2000, so a little bit of my background is I used to work for conservation and land management back then, and just as I started to learn more about like the connection to country and the beautiful plants and medicines that we've got here, I kind of was taking people out on country and doing some walks and thought, I better feed people. So I started to... Um, rock up to a, a beautiful lady that um, I used to learn off, Dale Tilbrook, and she runs Marlin Up out at the Swan Valley. And she was using these herbs and spices with food. And I think I came across like a lemon myrtle cake or something and I just tasted vine and I just thought, oh, I need to do that for my clients. So I just started to bring in the native herbs and spices. And, and this is kind of my heart and my passion now is teaching people about um, you know, the health values of it, uh, increasing your well-being, and also just putting them on the map as well. I think, you know, us as 
the Westerners just kind of walk around with our eyes closed. But I tell you what, there's probably 10 or 15 plants under your nose that can actually provide you with food and medicine. And you know what? Like when people say about the like the gaps in education and we need to even things out, this is what we're talking about. Like we can eat spices from all around the bloody world and we don't know what's <laughs> in our own backyard. It drives me up the wall. That is exactly right. And I think like my business has kind of gone in that direction where because I've been taught and, and been shared that beautiful knowledge by elders and, and strong community members, I'm doing the best that I can to help promote and get the information back out there. And you know what? There's quite a demand for it. So it's you guys asking for it. So, you know, it's keeping us here. It's keeping us teaching you what you need to know. Oh, look, and I, I love it because like, we, just, we just need to know these things because they're here. Um, That's but right. We see it on like MasterChef has done like some awesome stuff about, um, you know, bringing in lots of Australian native herbs and plants and, you know, tying yes. in traditions and culture. But it's also quite out of reach because I don't know if you've seen any of the dishes that they cook on there, but like there's no way I can do that. So I feel like with yours, oh, it'll be no, like a really practical way of being able to cook with them. <laughs> and so I come from like a really simple, simplistic point of view. So it's um, I'm not a chef. I'm a passionate cook. I've learnt a lot of the things that I know from just standing around watching my nan in the kitchen. Um, and my mum in the kitchen. My mum's a really good damper maker. And just um, like just my love of food and, and marrying the herbs and spices with them. So, you know, things such as a lemon myrtle chicken. Yum. Um, yeah, we do like a roux curry with bush spices. We work with pepperberry, river mint. Davidson Plum, like all of these beautiful flavours of our country that are just amazing that could add health and well-being to your life as well. So you can get the health and well-being from the Bindi Bindi Dreaming Workshop and then you can go and have the wine tasting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good balance, isn't it? Exactly. And it's all going to be at the Donnybrook Food and Wine Festival tomorrow. I hope you have an absolute ball and thank you so much for the chat today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And Borda. Borda. Angie for breakfast. Angie's a scrappy backpacker from way back. Scrimping on the small stuff to save for the big adventures. Pablo, well, he's a tight ass. But who will be Triple M's biggest scab? So cheap. And Pablo, we have no time to discuss this. I want to get straight into it. You challenged me to try and find someone that had merged their surnames. And whew, I've spoken to lots of people this week. See how we went. When I was at school, these people were from the Great Southern, and their last name is Edgerton Warburton. Edgerton Warburton. Yes, they're a Catanning coconut family. <laughs> Edgerton Warburton. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Sounds like a detective from, like, England in the 1960s. But I thought, like, their, their conjoined name could have been Tonton. It could have been yes. Edge War. It could have been Edge Butt. There were so many options available to them. Well, my daughter, her name, her married name is Wardrobe, and her maiden name is Not. So when she goes to sign up anywhere, they won't accept Wardrobe. So she goes, Not Wardrobe. <laughs> I'm a Not. And you can imagine the connotations of all of that. I work in education and went, no, got married and it's kind of like, no, it's going to be too hard just to change it completely. So I just went, right, 
Wilmot Silver. You went back to Double Barreled. I went back to Double Barreled. Well, you know, you, you know there was this other option that Pablo's trying to get me to track down, and that's joining the two names. You could have gone <laughs> Will Sill. <laughs> as much as I was having fun figuring out some of these double-barreled names, we did have serious business to attend to, and it's lucky that Leslie called. Hey, friends of my girls, have they changed their name many years ago? That was good enough for me, so please let me introduce you to Kane. Yes, so yes, we did do that. That is that is definitely something we did. All right, I, I haven't You've done well. I haven't there to this go. point actually heard what the combination is. So, what was your wife's maiden name? Okay, my wife's maiden name was Rouston. Rouston. I'm going to try and guess it. All right. So we have okay, okay. Rouston, and then mm-hmm. what was your maiden name? Turnley. Rowley or ah yeah, see. Rouse? Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, we got we got no. what about. Turnton? Close, so close. Oh, really? So okay, close. so. Yeah, yeah. Not Rowley. Turn, Turnston. Turnston. Turnston! There you go. There you go. See, it almost sounds like a real name. It's an awesome name. How did this come about? Our friends have sort of been referring to us as the Turnstons for a while. Ah. So, for us. Yeah, so what happened was um, so Lisa was eight months pregnant with our first, and we were sitting around having a chat, and we suddenly had the moment of like, oh my God, we don't know what to give this child of the last name because we were married but we hadn't changed any names that just hadn't bothered Lisa yeah. had a career and I was doing music things and stuff so and she said well uh, I'm carrying him so he can get mine I was like bollocks for that no 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 <laughs> it's, that's not how it's going to roll if it's, if it's my son you know it's got to have the same last name as me and that's when we thought okay we'll just go down and do the, the name change we'll that's just so put them together make it official and gave family members a heads up so that we didn't feel like we'd surprised anyone, but it wasn't a matter of asking permission or anything. It was just no. get it done and move on with our lives. Did you upset anyone? No. 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 Nah. Nah. You know, maybe 50 years ago it might have been a thing, but I, nowadays it's all a bit case around, especially in a world of like, you know, people talk about dead names or, you know, changing their identity because they feel like they have the wrong gender assignment or that sort of, like... We're a bit more fluid these days, aren't we? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. There you go, Pabs. Well done, Angie. Things were looking pretty shaky at the start of the week with our old mate Warburton, Norberton, Norberton. But you you come through. Well done. Thanks, Southwest team. We're awesome. And it's all about the conjoined name. And um, I've had some thoughts of my own, Pablo. I was going to say, because at the start of this week, you mentioned the fact that you and your fiancé have got this dilemma as well. So has this helped you choose a last one? Well, I did discuss this with Kane, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, you know, if we've got Hewitson and Ayres, we could be Hares. I'm not sure if he's keen for that. But then I thought, you know what? I've broken so many traditions by asking him to marry me. So why not? I just do the opposite thing that I would do. I take his surname, which means then I get a new persona on the radio and I'll go from being Angie for breakfast to Mad Dog Huey in the morning. <laughs> Promo team, start working that out. We are off to a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get married oh, first. <laughs> it's not just us that are excited. 
blue skies, the birds are singing, but it is Brooke Blurton and David, the Persian prince, that have fallen in love in front of our very eyes. Hi, team. Good morning. Oh, tell me everything. How does it feel now that it's all out? You can be public, all the jazz. So much relief, I think, um, is the first word. But, yeah, we're stoked. Um, it's been a crazy morning already, and it just feels real. That's so it's nice. Ah, and Brooke, <laughs> oh, my God, three times is the charm. It absolutely is. I was not leaving empty-handed, and I'm so glad that, yeah, I found my person and, like, yeah, we're disgustingly in love. It's actually like, <laughs> quite, quite repulsive. <laughs> I know that feeling and it's great, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I love it. And this is, yeah, I can't imagine like, I can't even imagine that this was, yeah, was going to be it. And like, I pinch myself. Like, yeah. yeah. Is Jamie Lee okay? Yeah, from what we've heard. And I guess we've both checked in, um, in, before yesterday's episode and she sent us messages as well. Yeah, she yeah. sent us something really lovely. Okay. What a yeah. champion. Like, yeah. it's, uh, that can't be easy. I mean, Brooke, you've been in a very similar situation where it was sort of coming down to the wire and, you know, with the honey badger and all that jazz. So was it knowing how it feels to be on the other side of that, was it really hard to do the final episode where you've just got to pick one person? Um, It was honestly probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make in terms of like breaking someone's heart I knew that it was David obviously he knew like straight after our date when I kind of basically already had said it but um yeah in that moment like I I remember feeling like awful and then I was so scattered trying to basically I've just broken up with someone and now I'm telling someone that I love them like it's a very conflicting and very difficult thing to do especially on national television um but jamie lee handled it with so much grace and i applaud her because i think she's the most beautiful person and i look she's got a massive support um behind her so yeah, that's good to hear which is hard it's yeah it's the silver lining right with yeah, I got what I wanted in some part. I absolutely adore him. <laughs> now, back to you two lovebirds. Um, I picked this. I have never, ever, ever been able to pick a final couple on the Bapshi. I've never pulled it off. And we had a Bapshi um, watching party for the red carpet um, <laughs> here at work. We brought everyone in and had a lot of pizza. It was great. Um, but when the Persian prince came down and just sat there, like, I picked it from that moment, but, you know, I could have been talking absolute smack. From your guys' perspective, did you fall in love in that moment and then did it just take the rest of the season to, to realise what that was? I know that I, as soon as um, I met Brooke, I was kind of just like, okay, this is real and it felt super special, but I think there was definitely a process we had to go through. Um, Obviously, I have to be really respectful of the people that have kind of given up their lives to be there for me and you know I have to really explore my options I, I know to David's detriment and he's you know we've spoken about it we've, we've you know we've got over that hill of um, <laughs> seeing it all unravel but I feel like we both compartmentalize that you know this is the franchise this is how it works and that we've built a beautiful relationship off the back of that and we're like so bloody stoked so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what's the plan? Are you guys going to be in Melbourne for a while? 
Yeah, so I actually Brooke moved to uh, moved into our place like three weeks ago, Whoa. and I'm, and, uh, I'm making the move to Savo. So <gasps> yeah, it's it's crazy timing. So like, we timed it so perfectly, and I, you know nothing's perfect. Like our four months of long distance has been bloody difficult, but like we timed it because we knew that we wanted to do it, and you know he's. He's, he made the the jump and he's heading over now tonight. So, well, I saw you. I saw your adorable post um, with the two of you after last night. You know, loving him <laughs> unconditionally. Let me just tell you, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Doesn't matter how much you love someone, it is conditional. And the <laughs> first year of living to, together with someone is still hard. But enjoy it all. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy the makeups. Enjoy the ups and the downs. Enjoy getting to know each other off screen and out of the public eye. And I just wish you guys all the best in love. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angie. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. Angie for breakfast. Triple M. Fishing. A jerk on one end of the line, waiting for a jerk on the other end. What's fighting in the southwest on Triple M? Holly from Bustleton. Hey. How are you, mate? <laughs> Excellent. Talk to us That's about what's biting in the southwest. Well, firstly, I sent you a message when you were talking about, you know, you know, don't drink and drive. You know, it's crazy if you do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I sent you a message, don't drink, drive. It's washing powder. I know. It took me so long to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you still didn't get it, Holly, until I read you and told you. You had to explain it to me. Yeah, don't think, yeah. drink, drive. It's washing powder. It's washing powder. I'm just not yeah, that domestic, right. Holly. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what you said. So I can believe that too. So. <laughs> All right. Schoolies have been down here. Town has been insanely crazy. and But um, you always go insane. That's how you see the schoolies. And then you see all the guys drive around the toolies. Yeah. And I think the guys over 50 are the droolies, I think. So. <laughs> But you know, it's been all good. And yeah, Jakey Boy's had a ball. He's down Dunsbury. He won't enter his phone. So he's obviously just here yeah, having a good time. So that's good. Um, all right, crabbing. Corey and his mate Dave come down. They went out in the Albinator on Saturday. Um, he wasn't quite organised, so he borrowed my bait bucket. They were so disgusted when they took off the lid because it's just um, bait bags. And when I use them, I've stuck them back up with whiting fillets or whatever and put them back in the freezer. And then even some days I'll leave them out for a couple of days just to make them work. So when they do throw them in the ocean, whatever's around, we'll come and get them. Um, but they weren't very happy about when they took the lid off, but um, that's crabbing. Mm. Um, also, though, Corey did say they put their nets out. They were the only boat out on the water. And then next thing, this boat's come along. And where all Corey's 10 floats were, this guy put his nets right next to Corey's floats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so Corey sort of went in there and very nicely told him to move his nets or something might happen. So, you know, a bit of etiquette, guys. You know, put them on the end of the run or, you know, you don't um, put them right next to someone else's that are there. Um, Max and I got out to the whiting on Sunday and it was like Groundhog Day out there. We did four drifts. We got 60 whiting and one flathead. Just awesome. And nothing beats them. And actually, we did see Tomo out there. He was just a bit south of us. And I did see into those photos of his little hall there as well. So. Little hall? I know. <laughs> Get out of my team, guys. Cameron and I had them for tea last night. There's just nothing on the planet that beats that potty whiting. So, yeah, get out amongst them. Saturday, they also, too, before Corey and his mate went um, crabbing, Corey, Cameron, Amelia and myself loaded up all those dunnies out the front of my house and took them down. To, <laughs> so you them used them the basically as octopus anchor points. Yeah, and we, but we um, had my car and the, my trailer full of dunnies and then we booked up, backed up to the ramp, you know, and then Corey's got his boat in. 
and the amount of people that were sort of, yeah, just staring at us as we did about six trips out to the hole and come back and board, buddy. <laughs> but they were working. We'll get a few offies to eat and for bait for the, um, for the next season. Um, Craze, I sent you another photo there of Shawnee Beckett. Baldy Beckett, he went up to Pepeway as well. He said they got about eight southern fighters up there, Ooh. which is sometimes you get, you know, two or three, but, yeah, never seen eight. But he said they were in it um, really close too, guys. So, yeah, food for thought. I think we're going up Sunday. You are right to go? Yep, I am super keen. It'll be my first crate dive of the season. The season? Yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, we should do good up there. And the weather looks really good too. So, actually, it's even better tomorrow. But um, you can't make it, but that's all good. Oh, the King George Whiting too. Max, my mate, goes out every morning. He's still going left of Dolphin, guys, and cleaning up. I was talking to Jeff from the Make It yesterday, and he was saying he's sort of more right of Dolphin and sort of towards the jetty, and sort of he hasn't getting many there. So left of Dolphin, guys, all the way down to probably the Cape, I reckon. So weekend weather, Saturday, east, south, easily six knots, dropping off at lunchtime to zero knots, southerly. Oh. And the, yeah, awesome. And then swinging west, northwesterly, three knots in the afternoon. So awesome day. And then Sunday, southeasterly, four knots. But then the sea breeze is coming in about 11 o'clock, southwesterly, 11 knots, and then picking up a little bit in the Arvo, 13 knots. So tight lines and tight loops, guys. You see you Sunday. <laughs> Dunzo. What's the plan? We've finally sort of reached into summer now, which feels so amazing. So... I'm uh, off to spend a weekend enjoying the sunshine, golf, diving for Christmas craze. It's all happening. So it's going to be a big week on the show next week. And I do hope you'll join me on Triple M Southwest from 6am till 9. That's where you get the whole show. Otherwise, I'll catch you next time here on Extra Angie for Brekkie. From the wise words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. And from me, be excellent to each other and yourself.